All right, everybody, welcome to a very special episode of Sky High Sports and Entertainment. I'm calling this one Across the Sports and Entertainment Verse, not only because of the release of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, but because we are covering a lot of different sports today because South Florida is booming. The Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. The Florida Panthers are in the Stanley Cup finals for the NHL. Lionel Messi, arguably the greatest soccer player of all time and the greatest of all time, in my opinion, is going to enter Miami. And we also have Alvin Cook being released from the Minnesota Vikings and potentially going to the Miami Dolphins to give them a run game and solid offense. And then we're going to get into some of the biggest movies coming out in June. So it's going to be a great episode and you're definitely going to want to stay tuned. As always, we're going to start with some sports for today. So let's start off with my favorite sports talk about the NBA and the NBA Finals. As of this recording, my Miami Heat are down 2-1 to one right now in the NBA Finals after their incredible Game 2 win over the Denver Nuggets, particularly led by Gabe Vincent, but a very balanced scoring attack with Jimmy Butler as well, scoring 21 points and Bam Adebayo. But the talk of the town right now is Denver blowing them out of the water in Game 3. They only won by 15 points, but it could have been a lot more. Uh, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, first teammates in NBA history in regular season, playoffs, or finals ever in NBA history to record 30-point triple doubles. And Nikola Jokic, the first player in finals history to have a 30-point, 20-rebound, 10-assist game. Those two are making history. They are one of the best duos in the NBA Finals that we have ever seen. Throw any statistic you want my way. They're still not even close to being better than Shaq and Kobe, who had a three-peat together. Um, but at this point, it's looking like they might get one this year. But I still don't think it's over yet. Miami Heat, the Miami Heat have been doubted all playoffs long, and I still think that they can come back from this. The main reason that they lost in game three was that in game two, they were able to restrict Jamal Murray from scoring as much. He had 18 points. In this game, he had 34 points on his way to that legendary triple-double, but they were able to stop him from scoring by just constantly having Jimmy Butler defend him and be on him. So in game three, Michael Malone, excellent coach of the Denver Nuggets, made the adjustment and had a lot of handoffs of the ball to Jamal Murray and a lot of pick and rolls with Nikola Jokic. So they might have to double Jamal Murray, but I think that that could work. That's what I want to get into of why they could win. Coach Eric Spolstra is one of the greatest coaches of all time and could very well make the right adjustments because I think personally he's the master of adjustments. That's how they won game two. And I have a feeling that if they double Jamal Murray a lot more and just let Jokic score the way they did in game two, they can pull this out. The other thing is that Jimmy Butler is going to need to be quite a bit better. And Gabe Vincent as well is just going to have to play even mediocrely. He had a really bad game last time uh, for them to win. But we need to see Jimmy Butler be better. He's clearly dealing with an injury. We saw the ankle sprain happen. And I'm not sure it's 100% better. Um, but still, he needs to be more efficient. And especially the Miami Heat, they were out-rebounded by 25 rebounds. 25 rebounds. 
58 to 33. That is not going to cut it. That is the most since 1972, over 50 years uh, in terms of a rebounding discrepancy in an NBA finals game. So that's the big, big story here. The Miami Heat are a gritty team. They can rebound the basketball, and I expect them to definitely make a comeback in this game and win game four tonight. And if they don't, it's going to be tough for them to come back at all. I do expect them to win game four. And if they do, I still think this series can easily go seven games with Miami winning, but I got to give so much credit to Denver. But again, coach Spo, coach Eric Spolstra on the heat, one of the greatest of all time, he's going to make those adjustments. So definitely a very exciting game four coming up in an excellent NBA finals where we're seeing Nikola Jokic transform into an amazing center and we're one of the greatest centers of all time. I mean, he was already an amazing center. Uh, but I do believe that no matter what happens, the Miami Heat have a lot of trade chips, a lot of draft picks, a lot of great players. And they've done this whole run without Tyler Hero. And Damian Lillard was just saying if he was going to go anywhere, it would be Miami. If you get Damian Lillard in Miami with Jimmy Butler and Dame can be the best player on that team, whoo, I think this very well could be the best team in the NBA. So that's another piece of NBA news that could affect it. But for right now, we'll stick to the NBA finals. There's going to be a lot of Chris Paul chatter in the offseason. I definitely don't think that uh, LeBron James will be joining Kyrie Irving in Dallas, as Kyrie wishes, uh, and leaving all that money on the table from his two-year extension. But regardless, uh, there's going to be lots of time to talk about the NBA offseason. But for right now, we're sticking with the NBA finals. And I think that Miami will win game four. And if they don't, it's going to be tough for them to come back. But what an incredible final series so far. Getting to see Murray and Jokic become, you know, a really great duo in NBA history. And uh, the Miami Heat being an eighth seed to make it to the finals, second ever. And I expect Jimmy Butler, it looks like he's injured. It looks like he's injured. I don't know if he can actually be the Jimmy Butler we're used to tonight. It's it's a great thought to think about, but uh, they're going to have to make a lot of adjustments. I think their main key to winning the game tonight in Miami, they just got to rebound the basketball. They really have to be that gritty Miami Heat we're used to. Have Coach Spo make those adjustments. Maybe double Jamal Murray, and then they have a chance at winning. Otherwise, the Denver Nuggets will dominate, but I expect Miami to take game four tonight, so it should be a really fun game, and it's been a great series so far. All right, let's talk a little bit more sports here today. We're going to get into uh, just a little bit here of the Stanley Cup, because we are in the middle. The Florida Panthers won game three. They are also an eighth seed in Florida. It's incredible to see uh, how things are booming in Florida right now and that it's two eighth seeds, underdogs as well. Great stories. That's what we love about sports because it translates to life and beating the odds. But regardless, yeah, it's the Vegas Golden Knights against the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights are up 2-1, but they dominated, absolutely dominated in a 7-2 victory in game two. And Marcus Soul is an unbelievable player for the Vegas Golden Knights. He had three points in game two, two goals and one assist. And uh, wouldn't it be cool, you know, for Vegas, an expansion team to win the Stanley Cup? But that is what the Florida Panthers are all about as well. The key word of today, other than Florida itself, is adjustments. And that is what Coach Paul Maurice did. I actually know a lot about Paul Maurice because he coached the Winnipeg Jets, where I'm from, uh, for many, many years and very abruptly left just saying he felt that the team could move on and do better without him. It was quite strange, actually. Uh, I think we miss him here with uh, the Jets getting knocked out this year by Vegas. But still, I think that 
Uh, Maurice is doing an amazing job with the Panthers. He's an amazing coach. And I give him a lot of credit for being able to make those adjustments. He always had a good head on his shoulder, calm under pressure. And that's how he's got an eighth seed in the Stanley Cup with the Florida Panthers getting an overtime win. And I think for both of these underdog Florida teams down to one, the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers, their coaches are excellent at making adjustments. And if they're an eighth seed, they've been counted out this whole time and you can't continue to do that. So Vegas is obviously the dominant team in this series. And that one, I am expecting them to win. And after the Las Vegas Aces uh, won the WNBA championship this year, and it's nice to see Candace Parker there. Shout out to her for wearing a Gianna Bryant GG uh, jersey. Um, that was an amazing tribute to the late great Kobe Bryant and his late daughter Gianna Bryant. And they lost to the Connecticut Sun. But... Uh, they are looking pretty amazing and very well could repeat again this year with the legendary Candace Parker. Also MVP Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum on the team. Um, the WNBA is in a great spot right now. And so is Las Vegas in sports, especially with Tom Brady becoming an owner for the Vegas Raiders. So definitely tune into the Stanley Cup as well. Getting to see Vegas, who was an expansion team as the favorite and getting to see the underdog Florida Panthers uh, with Paul Maurice, who is a really amazing coach. And that's how they were able to pull out that win. Speaking of Florida, Lionel Messi, the greatest soccer player of all time. I think he's now the greatest. He's got every record and he now has that elusive World Cup that Cristiano Ronaldo does not have. So I think Messi is hands down the best to ever do it. He's fast. He's fun. He can score. He can pass. And he's bringing all of that to enter Miami FC in one of the biggest soccer announcements ever, especially since David Beckham uh, came to America to play in Los Angeles himself. Uh, this is absolutely incredible for American sports in general. Inter Miami FC gained 4 million followers on Instagram since Messi announced this just a couple of days ago. And that is, they had now have over 6 million followers. That's more than any NFL team. That's more than any NHL team. And that's more than any MLB team. So you got to give Inter-Miami FC and Lionel Messi a lot of credit uh, for how big of a move this is and the promotion of the league and what this is going to do for soccer in North America. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I expect Messi to just dominate single-handedly in a way that we haven't really seen before. It's going to be a ton of fun to watch because he just won the World Cup. Like he's still an all-time, all-time player who's arguably near the peak of his powers. Like he's 30 but he's not slowing down right now and so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Inter Miami FC they're they're not a good team they they fired their manager but when you get a move like this they're going to shape up pretty quickly to be a good team around Messi the right moves are going to be made all the ticket sales everything so that's just a massive move all around. I think Messi will dominate the league. I think it's going to be huge for American sports. I think it's going to be huge for South Florida. I think Miami, the Miami Heat could make some big moves this offseason as well. Um, so it's just an amazing time to be a fan of sports in South Florida. And yeah, Messi, his creativity, his craftiness. You've heard me talk about Ted Lasso. Soccer is a really beautiful game to watch. Uh, the fluidity and the speed with Messi plays. I mean, it's like watching a, a Jaguar in the 
jungle. It's it's just next level uh, what he is able to do with that ball and the wizardry that he can do. And Kobe Bryant in particular was always a huge fan. They have a hilarious Turkish Airlines commercial that you can look up sometime. So definitely, definitely going to be a big move and lots of fun and huge for the sport. And congratulations to Messi and uh, to all of us to get to watch the GOAT uh, be able to do it. So that'll be fun. In football, we got a little bit of news as well. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the big free agent name right now. Um, he is 30 years old, which is young in real life. But in football, you know, it's not super young. But I think with modern medicine, it's actually a lot younger than people give it credit for. Hopkins has had uh, some injuries recently. And also, you know, he was suspended for performance enhancing drugs. But even in the games where he was back last year, you know, getting over 700 yards in nine games, that's pretty good. It's pretty telling. He looked good and it's surprising he was released and people are just weary of giving him a big contract. So the Tennessee Titans uh, is where he went to go visit. That's the big news. I still think a really interesting option for him is the Cleveland Browns reuniting with, again, not a good guy, Deshaun Watson at all. Um, but overall, you know, in the landscape of football, they did play really, really well together. And the other thing is, I don't know, the Browns, they have a good pass defense. They have one of the best running games in the NFL. Amari Cooper and DeAndre Hopkins would be one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL. And reuniting Watson and Hopkins uh, could be really interesting. So I think that could be a win-win for DeAndre Hopkins because let's say the Browns don't do well. They were 7-10 and 10 last year. They didn't do too much. Then if that happens then Hopkins can use this year to prove himself that he's still got it and go to a better team next year or earn a bigger paycheck. If the Browns are good, then DeAndre Hopkins is on a really good team and performing well. So I think that's an interesting spot. I also think that with Lamar Jackson coming back to the Ravens with Odell Beckham Jr. there and with him looking to prove himself against the doubters, that's going to be a real, a real prove it team this year. You know, Lamar's won an MVP, but he's never won a playoff game. And I think that he's going to look to prove a lot of people wrong about him this year, especially going back to Baltimore after all the controversy. So I think that DeAndre Hopkins joining that tour, uh, I'll call it the Lamar Jackson revenge tour. Could be really, really interesting with Odell Beckham Jr. And I think that's a good spot for him as well. And the other news that relates to Miami is that Dalvin Cook, who is the only running back to rush for over 1,100 yards in the last four seasons, was released by the Minnesota Vikings because they don't want to pay him. And the Miami Dolphins are one of the favorites to sign him and nearly traded for him earlier in the year, as reported by Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated. Uh, Miami already has one of the deadliest receiving duos in the NFL with Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. Tua Tagovailoa was on a next level trajectory before his injury and looked good after as well. I expect him to have a major bounce back year this year with Miami sticking with him. They have one of the most potent offenses in the NFL already, except a run game. So if they get Dalvin Cook, I don't know. They could be a Super Bowl contender. I really think they could. I think that would be an excellent move for Miami to make. They also caught Jalen Ramsey, one of the best defensive players in the NFL, uh, former cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams. And so I think that Miami should sign Cook. And that would be a really, really amazing move for them in a year where they really could elevate themselves to Super Bowl contention. All right. That is all we have 
for the sports verse today as we move across to the entertainment verse to cover across the spider verse. Wow. I saw this movie, I heard good things, and it really lived up to the hype. It is a really incredible movie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, with Miles Morales being the signature Spider-Man as opposed to Peter Parker, because this is the verse, the multiverse so there are multiple Spider-Mans. In this movie, it looks like there's over 100. There's a Spider-Man conglomerate where they all meet together and they talk about, you know, how there's canon events, like the events that need to happen in the stories of Spider-Mans. And they go through all the movies and all the different heroes and characters. You see not real new cameos, but footage of Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, all the, the comic books, all the different Spider-Mans. This movie is the biggest like love letter to Spider-Man ever. Spider-Man No Way Home was the biggest love letter to Spider-Man at the movies. This is the biggest love letter to the character himself. Um, with a police captain dying, they say happens in every story. With Uncle Ben dying. And then Miles Morales finds out that his father, a police captain, which happens in the comics, in the video games, his father is set to die because he's being promoted to police captain. So Miles wants to stop this. And uh, the movie ends on an absolutely incredible cliffhanger. So it's just amazing to see that they brought everything together for this movie. They also tell uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Gwen from a different universe where it's Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider-Man's first love interest before Mary Jane, who's bitten by a spider. And her story is absolutely incredible in the first 20 minutes. The amount of different animation styles and art styles that they bring to this movie is just unlike anything I've really ever seen before. And spoiler alert coming now with the cliffhanger ending, you can, you know, fast forward probably two or three minutes here and you'll hear more about movies coming out in June. Um, but they really, really give us a cliffhanger with alternate universe Miles Morales because Miles was bit by a spider that was not meant for him. So when he tries to go home and save his father, he is sent to that universe. And uh, there's an evil Miles there. There is no Spider-Man because a Spider-Man bit him that was supposed to bite someone else in that universe. And uh, he's with his uncle Aaron and Miles is the prowler and holds the Miles we know hostage. And it ends on a really intense note. So they're releasing Beyond the Spider-Verse, March 29th, 2024. So we don't have to wait long. The conclusion of the trilogy. I'm really hoping they throw in 90s Spider-Man from the cartoon that I personally grew up with. Uh, he was an excellent Peter Parker because he hasn't been referenced yet. Tom Holland's Spider-Man wasn't referenced in this, except for a brief joke about Earth-99. And uh, there's all different Earths in this movie. It's very complex. Uh, definitely do your studying beforehand. But... Yeah, they mentioned Tom Holland, but he's not in this one. So it might be interesting to see if he's going to be in the next one. I expect it to be an amazing ending to this trilogy, though. Uh, what they've done in terms of inclusivity, diversity, and really showing that, you know, the messages of the movie or that anyone can wear the mask. The other thing about this movie is that it was much darker in tone overall. Miles was not some fresh-faced kid. He went into the world. He wasn't allowed to join the Spider-Man collective because of the fact that he wasn't supposed to be bit by a spider. We had Peter B. Parker again, who was the very funny Peter Parker from the first movie. He's a father now, got a baby named Mayday with Mary Jane, and uh, she's got some spider power, so that's fun to see. 
But yeah, so Miles finds out he wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man, not allowed to join on the collective, goes through the craziest 20-minute chase that you will ever see in your entire life, all different styles of animations, hundreds of Spider-Mans, uh, the pointing meme comes up with hundreds of them, all every single one you can imagine from every comic, if ever you read them, every book, every reference, except for those two noticeable ones I mentioned. So I expect them to appear and maybe in larger roles and be on the Spider-Verse. Um, but it's amazing to see. And then Miles goes back to his mom who really said to him, you know, don't ever let anyone tell you that you didn't belong. And he says that he was told that, but he's going to go on his own mission now and do his own thing. And it's really, really cool um, how he continues to be himself in spite of adversity. And just one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen in theaters. Uh, so that was pretty crazy. Definitely go see that for sure. Could not recommend it more highly and can't wait for Beyond the Spider-Verse. Uh, speaking of Beyond the Spider-Verse, I'm actually going to take a quick music detour here because the Across the Spider-Verse soundtrack curated by Metro Boomin, uh, who just curated his own Heroes and Villains album with the song Creepin' by The Weeknd and 21 Savage, which has been huge uh, for a couple of months now and will be huge this summer as well. Uh, was absolutely incredible. ASAP Rocky's verse on Am I Dreamin'? 21 Savage had some verses on there. Annihilate with Sway Lee, who was on Sunflower, the big track from the last into the Spider-Verse soundtrack. Uh, he does Annihilate this time, and Lil Wayne has a verse on that song. We've also got Nas Morales, Nas appearing uh, as the old veteran on the album to drop some knowledge. That's a great song as well. And as I said, some great 21 Savage verses, 2 chains on there as well. Uh, just a really good, really well-curated album overall that I highly recommend. But Am I Dreaming, uh, which closes out the film in the credits with the ASAP Rocky verse, is, is definitely a mesmerizing track. Hummingbird as well has magnificent vocals really really good soundtrack i would recommend speaking of lil wayne this is also the 15th anniversary of the carter three uh coming up this weekend one of the greatest hip-hop albums ever released an instant classic uh you have a millie you have lollipop you have so many rappers today who've tried to emulate that album but at the time it was just it was so new it was so fresh i don't know of a really a more influential album on today's current landscape of hip-hop for better or for worse was doing a little bit of mumbling on there just a little bit and people took it to the next level you think of all the speaking of lil all the rappers with the word lil in their name uh, comes from lil wayne and i know that's one of my favorite albums of all time uh so definitely shout out to the carter three on the 15th anniversary got money as well with t-pain very of the time but legendary song let the beat build incredible production um the song don't get it at the end where he talks for 12 minutes as they often do at the end of some classic rap albums j cole's done it too jay-z uh really 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 good stuff from lil wayne and speaking of jay-z mr carter as well is an amazing song because jay-z is sean carter lil wayne is Dwayne Carter, so Mr. Carter, and uh, that's a classic as well. And then Three Pete, Three Pete for the third Carter has to be one of the absolute best intro songs in the history of albums. Lollipop was a gigantic hit when the album came out. I mean, I could go on about it forever, but I think just its overall impact uh, was something unlike we've ever seen before. And it made Lil Wayne the biggest star in the world at the time and will forever be a massive part of hip hop history. So definitely want to give that album a shout out on its 15th anniversary and a quick look back. All right. 
to close things off today, let's look into the top three movies left to come out in June. And two of them are going to be coming out on the same day. Uh, that is going to be on June 16th, Elemental, uh, the new Pixar film where human beings instead of humans are actually each represent different elements fire, wind, earth, water. And there's a bit of Romeo Juliet stuff going on. You know, can these elements mix? It's Pixar's signature blend of animation and heart and touching moments and friendship and people coming together and being themselves in spite of their differences. Uh, but the animation, the concept really looks very next level. And I cannot wait to see it personally. Next up, we have coming out on June 30th, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the final Indiana Jones movie uh, with Harrison Ford. And so that's going to be really, really interesting to see. The trailers look great so far with an old grizzled veteran, some CGI to make him look like the old Indiana Jones people know as well uh, in his younger days. But I think it's going to be really fun. Some early reviews came out. It wasn't great. But I saw one the other day that said, forget what critics say, Indiana Jones is a blast. And I think that's what you should go into the theater expecting is that it's just going to be a really fun time, a great send off, not the absolute greatest Oscar winner you've seen, uh, but I really expect it to be awesome. Awesome. Harrison Ford is 82 now. It is the last Indiana Jones movie with him. So that's going to be a really fun one. And to close things off here, the number one movie coming out is The Flash. It is set to be uh, both the beginning and ending of the DCEU. I cannot believe they're rebooting a universe, right? Like you reboot franchises, but to reboot a universe, which is what they're doing uh, with James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy at the helm, is pretty, pretty crazy. But that's what they're doing. This is the last movie of that universe, as well as the first of the next uh, DCU, they're calling it, like the MCU, uh, to launch a whole new universe and reboot that universe with new characters and a new flavor, uh, because it, they just weren't getting good critical reception. The box office reception really wasn't fantastic for movies of that scope overall. And so I think it does need a, a retuning, which is a huge failure but hopefully it turns into a huge success since they have such great characters to work with. We're going to have Supergirl in that movie. We're going to have Michael Keaton reprising his role as Batman. We're going to have two flashes and a multiverse. You also saw Ben Affleck as Batman in that movie. And I've heard that there are some pretty crazy cameos in that movie. And that is just unbelievably well done. So I really can't wait to see um, what they do with that movie. And I think it's going to be the number one movie to look out for for the rest of June because across the spot. Spider-Verse was definitely the number one movie. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, definitely enjoy your sports and entertainment. Not a lot of TV going on right now after the endings of Succession, Ted Lasso, and Yellow Jackets, but The Bear Season 2 is coming out, so stay on the lookout for that. And um, definitely, you know, as always, every subscription, every download really helps out. Just got over 500 downloads for the totality of the podcast recently, so I really, really, really appreciate everyone who's been on this journey. And definitely, if you can keep subscribing, telling people, if you like it reach out let me know let me know what you want to talk about definitely want to connect um that really means a lot to me but thank you for 500 downloads seriously that's awesome i really really appreciate everyone and uh as always you know give me a follow on instagram and twitter at skylar treple on instagram at skylar treple 824 on twitter facebook and linkedin just my name s-k-y-l-e-r-t-r-e-p-e-l and uh yeah subscribe download to the podcast you got time for a five-star rating and review that's awesome and thank you so much for tuning in i mean i really really appreciate it more than i can put into words and that's why i say please reach out to me because if you listen for this long you know 
I hope you care what I have to say. You probably do. So uh, I care what you have to say as well and would love to tailor it more to what you guys want. Um, but thank you so much. Stay tuned. And episode 20 coming next week. And again, interviews do fall through. But I will say that at this moment, I have a confirmed NBA player coming on next week. Um, so hopefully that comes through. Again, you never know with this stuff, but it should be a lot of fun. Thank you as always for tuning in to Sky High Sports and Entertainment. And I'll have more for you next week.